Following today's show, the Evening Edition podcast will be taking a late summer break. We've got some exciting new ideas we're working on for Evening Edition as a whole, and we look forward to sharing those with you soon. In the meantime, you can continue to get the day's top stories from our digital editions, based in Cairo, Paris, London, New York, and San Francisco. You can find those at evening-edition.com. Welcome to Evening Edition for Friday, August 23rd. Here are some of today's headlines. Two car bombs targeting Lebanese mosques killed dozens. President Obama and Britain's foreign secretary voiced concern over the alleged use of chemical weapons in Syria. New details are revealed about al-Qaeda's attempted strike in Yemen. New surveillance revelations out Britain's secret project to gather intelligence on the Middle East. And the NSA paid tech companies millions of dollars to cover the costs of the PRISM program. In today's news, two car bombs exploded after prayers in the Lebanese city of Tripoli. The explosions killed 42 people and injured more than 500. Tripoli is predominantly Sunni, and there have been a number of clashes between Sunnis and Alawites there. Syria's civil war has heightened sectarian tensions in Lebanon, but Tripoli has rarely been bombed. The bombs today went off five minutes apart, and one of the victims may have been a cleric who is a fierce opponent of Hezbollah. Footage showed black smoke billowing over scattered bodies and burning cars. And at this time, no one has claimed responsibilities for the attack. This is the deadliest bombing since the end of Lebanon's civil war in 1990. President Barack Obama said on Friday that the alleged use of chemical weapons in Syria this week was an event of, quote, grave concern, end quote, but did not go so far as to call for intervention. He warned that too immediate of an international reaction would lead to, quote, very expensive, difficult, costly interventions that actually breed more resentment in the region, end quote. Meanwhile, British Foreign Secretary William Hague said that his government believed the attack was real and not a fabrication by rebels fighting against the Bashar al-Assad regime. He suggested that while the UK believes the event was a chemical attack by the Syrian government, confirmation from the United Nations would be necessary. According to the president of Yemen, a phone call by the leader of al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula to the head of the terrorist organization was what prompted the closure of many Western diplomatic missions across the Middle East earlier this month. During that call, the local leader pledged to carry out an attack that would, quote, change the face of history, end quote. He had been attending a meeting of regional al-Qaeda leaders in central Yemen. When the Yemeni president learned of this and told the American government that an attack was planned in his country, the U.S. responded by closing embassies throughout the region. Earlier in August, Yemeni government leaders also reported they had foiled another al-Qaeda plot to seize oil and gas terminals within its borders. The British government is allegedly running a secret intelligence gathering project based somewhere in the Middle East that monitors phone calls, emails, and other internet data for Western intelligence agencies. In details that seem to be pulled straight from the script of an espionage film, the project gathers information from underwater fiber optic cables and then passes the intelligence on to the UK's government communications headquarters and the US-based National Security Agency. The latter has made headlines repeatedly in recent months for its broad surveillance of American citizens. The British newspaper The Independent learned about the secret intelligence-gathering project from documents leaked by former NSA employee Edward Snowden. 
They don't have direct access to Snowden, however, and their cover story cited a, quote, senior Whitehall source, end quote, as the basis for the report. In short, that means the British government now appears to be leaking documents about itself. And finally, The Guardian reported the U.S. National Security Agency paid millions of dollars to Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, and Facebook in order to cover the costs of their role in the PRISM surveillance program, even after the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court ruled that some of PRISM's activities violated the Fourth Amendment. When the program's existence was revealed in June, Internet companies denied knowledge of it and insisted they only handed over user data after receiving specific legal requests from authorities. In response to the information about the payments coming to light, a spokesman from Yahoo said the payments were consistent with U.S. law. Miranda Mulligan is Evening Edition's Editor-in-Chief. Our team of writers includes Alexia Underwood, Julia Holloman, Ash Ponders, Philippe Mara Mendonza, and Celine Muzan. Go to muleradio.net for links to the stories from this episode, or read our editions from New York, San Francisco, London, Paris, and Cairo at evening-edition.com. I'm Angela Kilduff. And I'm Tom Carmony. Our podcast is distributed by the Mule Radio Syndicate. Evening Edition is brought to you each weekday by Mule Design Studio. Thanks for joining us. 